Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. We're making our way to the book of Philippians, and that's what we're going to be reading out of today. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible, one of my favorite letters in the Bible. I think that the book of Philippians is like a mini Bible in itself. Everything is there, so... Let's go to the book of Philippians, and we're going to be camping in, on the fourth chapter. You guys ready there already? Are you there yet? Can you say amen? Okay, let's read. We're going to be starting on verse 4. So if you don't have a Bible, just make sure that you uh, sneak a peek to your neighbor or look at the screens, and you're going to have them right there. Starting in verse 4, it says this, uh, and i got to get under the light, so okay, here we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, here we go. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Thank you. There'll be light. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything, i got to turn my page here, you know, these little pages stick together, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, whatever you have learned or received or heard or from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Isn't that awesome? It's an amazing passage of Scripture. One of my favorite passages. One of the passages that has got me through a lot of hard times um, in my life. And um, I want to share some, some out of that, those few verses. I want to share a message that I feel God has put in my heart. And I have titled this message, this talk that I'm going to share with you. Can you hear me now? So if, you, if you're taking notes, that was really original, right? If you're really taking notes, put on the top of your notes, can you hear me now? And I hope that the people at Verizon don't get mad at me because I borrow their phrase, but can you hear me now? But before we keep going, let's just uh, close our eyes and bow our heads and let's ask the Lord to bless our time together. Father, we thank you that we can come to you this morning, that we can celebrate communion, that we can remember the great things that you have done for us already, and we're expecting to see even greater things happening today. Father, thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you that you're an awesome God. Thank you that you're here today. And now as we get ready to learn from you, Lord, we pray that you open our ears to hear from you. You open our eyes so we can see you. And that you open our hearts so that we can receive from you, Lord. We're expecting. We want to learn more about you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name that all his people say, amen, amen. Right, so I'm going to ask you guys a question. Does everybody have one of these? Come on, you can, t- and I, uh, okay, I, I will accept, uh, you know, the Androids too. So can you hold it up in your, if you have one of these? Come on. Ooh, look at all that shiny things. Okay, great. So if you have one of these, more than likely, this has happened to you. You have been in a conversation, right? You're talking to someone. You're talking to a best uh, uh, friend. You're talking to your parents. You're talking to your boo, right? You're like, hey, honey, are you asleep? No, I'm not asleep. I'll hang out first. I kind of feel. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. But you're talking to someone, someone important, and, and this usually happens during the best part of the conversation. 
right? The juiciest part, the one that you're like, ooh, he's going to say something. It's not gossip. We're just going to talk about a good conversation. And what happens? All of a sudden, you notice that you're talking to yourself. Does that ever happen to you? It only happens to my iPhone. Come on, come on, really. You notice that you're talking to yourself. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, 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 wait. Can you hear me? Are you there? Can you hear me now? And, and then we start doing this. We, and I don't know why, but then we start looking at our phone. It's like, hey, can you hear me? It's like if your phone's going to talk back to you, right? Can you hear me now? Can you? And, then we, and then we take it a step further. Then, then we start looking for a signal, right? Then we start moving around with our phone in the air, and it's like, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Until the other person answers finally, and then you can get back on the conversation. Or how about this one? Uh, you, you get a bill at, at home or you get something in the mail, and, and, and you're not okay with it because they're charging you something that they shouldn't be charging. You say, ah, I ain't paying for that. So, so you look for the phone that says call customer service, and they give you a 1-800 number or whatever, and they tell you call from 9 to 5. And you go ahead and you call. And when you go ahead and you call, what's the first thing that happens? If you, if you want to talk in Spanish, press 1. No, no, I want to talk to a live person, right? That's what, that's what I want to talk to. So you start punching numbers. You start punching things because you want to get to a live person, but it doesn't happen. I mean, you punch number three, and it tells you if you want to go to the restroom, punch number five. No, 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 man, I want to talk to someone alive, someone that's there, so someone that can help me and someone that can hear me. And then you get so frustrated that you start punching your phone. And then you realize, oh, this costs like about 500 bucks, and I can't punch it. You know, I, I, I got to save it. So you start kind of like making things happen because you're frustrated and you get anxious. And I'm going to turn this tongue back to my wife before I throw it away or something like that. But, but, but anyways, why do we do that? Well, we do that because when we want to talk to someone, when we feel we got something important to say, when we feel that we need help, when we feel that we got to reach out to someone, we want to be able to talk to someone on the other side. We want to be able for someone to listen to us, to listen to our problems, to offer some counsel, to offer some advice. We want someone to help us. And as I was thinking about this, I, I, I'm thinking and, I, and, and, I, and I'm kind of like saying, you know, that happens to us in our Christian walk. That happens to us when we talk about prayer. When we come around and we're saying, you know what, we, we, sometimes I get in a dead zone when it comes to prayer. Has that ever happened to anybody else? When I'm talking dead zone, you know, when, you do, when you're driving and all of a sudden you can't get any reception on your phone, so you can't talk to anybody? Well, sometimes because of things that happen in our life, and I'm talking from my own experience, it's like all of a sudden you're in a dead zone. You're in a dead zone to the point that, God, can you hear me now? Are you really there, God? Are you listening to what's happening to me? It's almost like we're saying, God, has this thing that's going on in my life, has it taken you by surprise? Because I'm trying to, to talk to you. I'm trying to tell you what's going on, and I'm not hearing anything back. And I'm not hearing anything back. And that's why this passage that we're talking about today is such an amazing passage. Because in this passage, uh, Paul is basically telling us that we have a tremendous tool at our disposal, and that tool is prayer. That tool is prayer. And, and if you were here the last few weeks when we were going to our fight series, right, we were talking about the tools that God also gives us so we can fight. And if you missed any of those messages, you can look at them in YouTube or, or listen to our podcast. But remember, one of those tools is prayer. One of the tools that God has given us for us to be able to fight for, for our minds, to be able to fight for our families, for our marriages, for our churches, even for ourselves, is that tool of prayer. But how often... And I'm the first one to say, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. How often we let the, the things that happen in our life make us forget that we have that tool to our, to our disposal. You know, things happen in our life and all of a sudden things go from, from good to bad real quick. Real quick. And what do we do? Instead of trying to go to the source that he has already given us, we try to fix it ourselves. 
You know, we try to take it under our own hands. You know, we try to say, you know, I can control this. You know, I, I got to figure out how to do this thing. And all of a sudden, things are going bad. And no, 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 I hold, I, I, I'm, I'm under control. And it's almost like we're white-knuckling through life. We're trying to do things on our own. You know, we're trying to, to build things on our own. You know, um, it, it reminds me of something else. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not good with my hands when it comes to building stuff and, 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 and try to, to do things around the house. I'm good with looking for contacts, you know, like going, going for contacts of people that know how to do things so they can come and do things for me around my, my house. But, but my dad, on the other hand, God bless him, you know, my dad is like 81, 82 years old. But all his life, he's been this guy in construction. He's been a guy that, that likes to build things. And he's an old school, old school Cuban guy. And you know, old school Cuban guys, man, you can't tell. You can't tell, can tell them anything, you know. Uh, so so, so and he loves to build stuff. So when, when I got things that I got to build in my house, he comes over and he says he's going to help. And, 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 you know, for old school Cuban guys, I don't know, at least for my dad, uh, instruction books, nah, you don't need them. You know, it's like, oh, well, what do you mean? I mean, no hace falta eso. You know, I, I, I don't need that stuff. You know, I, will, I was building this stuff before they even invented it. I should have gotten the credit for that. So, you know, and we start building stuff and we start trying to do things and, and we just get frustrated and we just get anxious and we're just like, uh, we're bickering and arguing against each other and, and, I, and I look up and I look to the corner of the room and there's my wife with the instruction book just holding it like, Maybe this would do better. And then we figure out, we realize, hey, we could have saved those two hours. We could have saved all that frustration. We could have saved all the bickering if we just go to the source. If we just go to that book, even though that some books only have pictures, right? Like, I'm not going to mention the names. Ikea. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why they can't say, hey, such a... No, no, they just give you drawings. Well, I don't know, man. They all look the same size to me. But they give us the source. And it's the same thing. We have a God that has given us a source, a tool to go to him and say, hey, whatever it is that you're facing, I'm here. Whatever it is that you're facing, I'm listening to you. I'm not going to turn my back to you. I'm not going to walk away from you. This that you're going through has not gotten me by surprise. You know, because you know why? Because I am the beginning and the end. I am the alpha and the omega. I know the beginning from the end. I know what's going on with you. I know what's happening now. I know what will happen tomorrow. And I know what will happen in the future. And all you have to do is take advantage of that source. So what I want to do in the rest of the time that we got together, as we unpack a little bit this passage that we just read, is that, that instead of forgetting, we're going to go to the source. And how I'm going to go to the source is, you know, to me, it's easy to remember things in the Bible by, by using key words or words that I can remember later on. So today, I'm going to give you four R words. I'm going to give you four R words that I think that if we apply and if we unpack a little bit and as we see their biblical um, backing is going to help us to remember no matter what happens in our life, to go to our source. To go to the source that's going to tell us, I'm here for you. So are, are you ready to start taking this down? Look at the neighbor and say, I'm ready. Let's go. The first word, the first word that I want you guys to write down and remember is realize. First R word is realize. And what are we realizing? What are we realizing? Well, we have to realize that life, like I was saying, is going to go crazy at times on us. You know, we got to realize that at times we are going to get anxious. At times we are going to get depressed. At times we are going to get fearful. Why? Because life and the enemy have a way of throwing things our way that we're not expecting. Right? I mean, who was expecting to start driving out of work last week in beautiful weather, and then when you hit the Palmetto, it's a swamp, and you, gotta, and you, can't, and you almost had to swim, or you got to roll your way home. 
right? Those are things that happen. And that's, those are, we can laugh about things like that. But you know what? When I was telling you that I had a rough a couple of weeks ago, uh, it's like, this is what happened to me. My life was going great. My life was going great. I was, ministry's going good. I mean, uh, I'm eating healthy. I didn't watch that documentary anyways, but, but I'm eating healthy and stuff like that. I'm trying to do good. But then all of a sudden, things start happening. You know, I start, uh, I, get, I get a call and something's going on with my mom. My, my wife, I, I got to take it to the hospital. My son gets sick. And all of a sudden, I'm like, God, what's going on? What's happening here? Everything was going so good. And now all of a sudden, everything went south. And, you know, we have to realize and we have to acknowledge and we have to identify that that's what's going to happen in life. Things are going to happen that we're not going to understand. Things are going to happen that we're going to say, hey, why is this happening to me? Why does my wife want to leave me? Why did I lose my job? Why did my, are my kids running crazy? Why, why is it that I can't get a promotion? Well, you know what? Things like that are going to happen. But we got to realize that we have a God that's saying, hey, yeah, you need to relax. You need to chill. I got this under control. Maybe you're not getting that promotion because I got something better for you. Maybe you're not getting this job because I'm opening a bigger door for you. Maybe you have you. Maybe, 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 maybe you're. Your marriage hasn't, it's not going good because you need to work, you and I need to work some things out before you start asking, well, wait, but God, my wife is crazy. And, then, and, and not you. Not you. And my, my wife is crazy. My wife is awesome. Okay. That was good? Awesome. Okay. So, 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 you, but, so, so you know, but we have to trust that. We have to trust that God is in control and God is doing, hey, 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 give it to me. Give it to me. It says what it says. Do not be anxious about anything. And you can be out there and you can be saying, man, you have no clue what's going on in my life. How can you stand there and say, do not be anxious about anything? You have no clue what's going on in my life. And I'm here to tell you, I understand. I don't have a clue what's going on in your life. And I'm not minimizing it for a second. But what I'm saying is that I know what I went through. And what I'm saying is that Paul is telling us, God is saying, do not be anxious. And what he's saying is, give it all to me. Release it. So whatever you brought in here today, it might have been big. It might be huge. And again, we're not minimizing that. Paul is saying, read it again. Do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. Give it to me. And you know what? I think about that. When I think about that, and he says, because he says everything, all of it. I make a picture in my mind about this huge bucket. And in that bucket on the sides, it's written everything, everything and anything. And you know what I do? I start throwing things inside that bucket. I start throwing my worries inside that bucket. I start throwing my insecurities inside that bucket. I start throwing my fears inside that bucket. I start throwing my sickness inside that bucket. I'm refusing to believe that I'm going to be sick tomorrow. I'm refusing to believe that I can't get a job. I'm refusing to believe that I'm not understanding. You know why? Because he's telling me, do not be anxious about anything. And then once that bucket is full, and maybe overflowing, maybe not, then I release it to him. And that's what I'm telling you here to, to do today. How you can be saying, well, well, you know what, man? My bucket is really full. And I get it. I get that. And that takes us to the next word. When you're saying, my bucket is really full, it's overflowing. What am I going to do with this bucket? Good. This is the second R word. You ready for that one? Number two, reach. That's the second R word. We're going to reach. Because when our bucket is full, when our bucket is overflowing, when we have decided, hey, we have identified what's making us anxious. And let me tell you, sometimes we start feeling guilty because we're feeling anxious. Sometimes we start feeling guilty because we're feeling depressed. Because in some circles, someone has told us along the line that, hey, if you're a Christian, you can't get anxious. 
Hey, if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you can't get depressed. Hey, you can't get... That's not in the Bible. So let me set you free. Just because we're Christian does not say that we cannot get anxious, that we cannot get fearful, that we cannot get, get whatever. But you know what? We also know that even though we're Christians and we get anxious, we got someone that's bigger than anything else. We got someone that has told us, if I walk ahead of you, nothing can stand in front of you. We got someone that has told us, I will bless you all the days of your life. But that doesn't mean that life is not going to get hard. Life will get hard. So we, 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 we say, okay, we're going to reach. We're going to reach. And I'm going to tell you, you got to reach out to him. you got to reach out to the Lord. You have to understand that it is so awesome. And I don't know about you, but to me it is so awesome that I can get to a place in my life where I can say, I can reach to the creator of the universe. I can reach to the one that spoke life out of nothing. I can reach to the one that named every single star in the heavens. And you know what? He has said, you can reach out to me. He has said in his word, draw near me and I will draw near to you. What is it that you need to get near God for this morning? Come on, ask yourself that. What is it that you need to get near God for this morning? Don't sell God short. Don't think, okay, well, my problem is not significant enough. My problem, I'm not going to bother God. I can't reach out to him because, well, you know, I just got an ingrown toenail. Well, who says that he doesn't care about an ingrown toenail? Who says that he doesn't care about a toothache? Who says that in the same way that he cares about those things? He cares about cancer. He cares about lupus. He cares about not having a job. He cares about marriages breaking out. He cares about addiction. So whatever it is that you're carrying. Whatever it is that's holding you back, those are the things that you reach out to God for. Those are the things that you say, oh, Lord, you know, I'm trying to break out of this habit, but I can't do it on my own, but I know you can. And I'm, re and I'm reaching out to you. I'm realizing it that I'm struggling with this, and I'm reaching out to you because I know that you're faithful. I know that you're good. I know that you're awesome. I know that you're forgiving. I know that you have a plan and a purpose for my life. I know that you don't want to see me like this. I know that you're going to take me from this place, and that you're going to put me on the rock. That rock, his name is Jesus Christ. That's the one that's going to take me forward. That's the one that's going to bless me. Church, are you believing this this morning? That we have a God. We have a God that will not leave us or forsake us. But we have to reach out to him. We have to reach out to him. We have to reach out to him. Everybody say reach. I'm reaching. Come on, louder. I'm reaching. Because he's there for you. And once we're reaching, once we're saying, hey, he, this is available for us, it takes us to the next, the next R word. And number three, the next R word is release. Release. Oh, isn't that awesome? When we're tired, when we're burned, we can release, right? And you know, that, that makes me think about going to Publix or whatever it is that you do grocery shopping, right? And then you go to Publix and, and you figure out that all of a sudden you need like 3,000 things from Publix, okay, right? And, it's, and then they got the buy one, get one free kind of thing and it gets complicated and, and let's get three loaves of bread and you get two extra and whatever, right? So then you get everything in a bag. You start getting those Publix bags, which are awesome, by the way. You can keep them forever and use them for other things. And you, and, and you go ahead and you put your, the trunk of your car is packed, the hilt. Right, and you're with your wife and whatever it is, however it is that you go, and then you get home, right? And then if you're a guy like me, you want to score brownie points, right? How many guys don't want to score points with your wife, right? So what do we do? Hey, honey, yeah, you know, it's hot outside. You can go inside. Chill, baby. You know, your man got you. I got you. I'll take care of me. So she goes inside. Are you sure, honey? Yep, baby, I got you. So what happens then? 
what happens and you open the trunk and there's like 1,700 bags of Publix there, right? And it's so hot that what happens, guys? Come on, the fellas know what I'm talking about. You only want to make how many trips? One. Oh, the ladies knew too. <laughs> you only want to make one trip, right? One trip. So what do you do? You're trying to figure out, okay, if I got 10 fingers, okay. If I put five bags in every finger, that's like 25 bags or something like that. I got this. So then you start, and then you start putting it and putting it, in, and then your hands start turning blue and all kinds of stuff. And then, and then you got all of them, and you say, Mom, I got it. And then as you start to walk, hey, what am I going to do with the Cuban bread? Oh, my gosh. And then you got you to put your Cuban bread under your arm, and then you start walking away. How am I going to close the thing? <laughs> so then you're like, so finally you close everything, you walk inside, and you're like, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> And you're not grunting because you're, you know, you're grunting because you're getting ready to have a hernia, right? Mm. So then your, your wife's there in the kitchen and, and honey, honey, where do you want me to put this thing? Mm. And, and you're praying and hoping that she says, oh, honey, the floor is fine. But no, she's, oh, honey, look, I make the counter. Mm. So then you got to, mm. mm. But what <laughs> That is crazy. But what, what, and we're on the radio, by the way. But, but what happens when you, when you release? Oh, man, it feels so good. It feels so good to be able to release. It feels so good to be able to say, oh, I'm done with this. The same thing happens in our walk when we release everything to God. You know, we have things that are carried away in us down. We got things that are crushing us. And you, maybe you came in here today and you're ready to give up because something is crushing you. I don't care what's crushing you. You know what? You release it to God. And you say, God, I can't carry this on. I don't, I don't want to put it on the counter. I want to put it on the floor. And you, want, you can take it from me there because I can't carry this anymore. You see, that's the God that we have. We can release it to him. We can release it to him and we can just say, you take care of this. And you know what? We can trust. We can trust that he's going to do what he said that he was going to do. You know, Philippians 4, 6, again, we've been camping in this verse. I love this verse. This verse is so amazing. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Thanksgiving. Whoa. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Paul, are you crazy? Paul, are you smoking crack? What do you mean? I'm supposed to be thankful that my wife left me? God, I'm supposed to be thankful that my mother might be sick? God, I'm supposed to be thankful that my kids are far away from you? That I don't have a job? God, am I supposed to be thankful about those things? Paul, you must be out of your mind. I, 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 George, I, I'm, I'm tuning out right now. That, that is crazy. But let, let, let's just slow down a little bit. Let's slow down a little bit and put this in context. Because see, when Paul wrote this letter, when Paul wrote this thing to the Philippians, he was not sitting in a lounge chair on the dock of an amazing cruise liner cruising to the Greek islands. No. Paul was in a dungeon Paul was in a cell. And you know, a few years ago, my wife and I had the opportunity to travel to Rome. And as we traveled to Rome and we were making our plans of what the things, what sites we were going to see, we said, man, we want to see to this place that, that they say that is the, 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 the dungeon where they kept Paul when he was here in Rome. So we found it, and one day we go, went ahead and went. It is, it's called the Mamertine Prison. And you go in there, man. 
And now they have cleaned it up because they want tourists to go and spend money and stuff like that. But man, it's still just a hole in the ground. It is dark. It is dank, humid. It smells funny. And I could just imagine there is no, there is no regular light that comes through it. It's really dark. And I can just imagine all the, the critters and the animals that must have been creeping around while Paul was in there. And yet, he wrote that. Be thankful with thanksgiving. And we can say, why? What made Paul say that? What made Paul say, with thanksgiving, present your petition? You know why, church? Because he wasn't thinking about what was going on to him right now. See, Paul did not let his circumstance affect his attitude. You know why Paul could say, with thanksgiving? Even though he had been stoned and left for dead, even though soldiers have beaten him up, even though people have beaten him up on him, even though he had been almost killed a whole bunch of times, you know why he could give thanks? Because he was not thinking about his present situation. He was remembering the God that he served. The God that was so awesome. A God that is mighty. A God that is, that is loving. A God that is a healer. A God that is a provider. A God that is a, bless, a blessing. A God that says, I am your rock. I will go before you. I will go behind you. I will surround you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. No matter where you're at, there I am with you. That's the God that he was thinking about when he was saying, present your petitions with thanksgiving. So that's what we need to do also. We need to present our petitions with thanksgiving. We need to say, okay, you know what? I find myself in this situation, but oh, no, devil, not today. I'm not going to let you mess with my head, and I'm not going to let you think that I'm a failure just because I got fired or because I got let go. You know why? Because if you say no to that job, it's because I know you have a better job for me down the road. Oh, no, 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 devil. I'm not going to let you mess with my head and say my wife doesn't love me anymore because I have a God that gave me that woman for the rest of my life, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to trust that you are going to restore our marriage. And oh, no, 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 I'm not going to let you mess with my head and say my kids are not never going to come to the Lord because I'm going to believe in your promises. I'm going to believe that God says you raise your kids in my ways and no matter how much they stray, they will come back to me. So I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to believe those promises. I'm going to choose to say no matter what my circumstance, my God is greater. And whatever he says, whatever promises he says, he's going to make good on why? Because he can't lie. Look what it says in Numbers 23, 19, I believe it is. It says, God is not human, that he should lie. Not a human being, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? So let me ask you guys, what are you waiting on God for this morning? Because that's what he's saying. If I have promised something to you, I will not change my mind. What promise are you hanging on to this morning? What promise are you saying, God, no matter what, I'm hanging on to this promise. No matter what, I am not going to let you go. Almost like Jacob when he said, I am not letting you go until you bless me. Well, that's the same attitude we need to take. I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not stop praying until I see you break through. I will not stop praying until I see your name glorified. I will not stop praying until I see you lifted high. And then that brings us to the last R word. That's our word is rest. Rest. How good is it to rest? How awesome is it to rest? How awesome is it to rest on the Lord? Because we already know that we have to realize that life is going to get messed up. 
we have to realize and identify the things that are going to come our way. We know, we know that we have to reach, that we have to reach for God. And we know that we have to release. All those things are action verbs. All those things are things that we have to do. But then we come to this. Oh, how good is it to rest on God? I don't know about you, but I can't think of anything else that will bring me more peace than knowing that I can rest upon the promises and upon the rock and upon the creator of the universe, the lover of my soul, the one that did not think nothing of sending his son to die for me, and I can rest on that. Let's go to Philippians 4, 7, and look what it says there. They're going to bring it up on the screen. And the peace of God, which transcends, some other uh, translation says, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Another wild moment here. Another wild moment when you say, understanding, but I can't understand this. How can I understand any of this? Well, you know, then if we go to Proverbs 3, 5, look what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. And what does it say there? And lean not on your what? On understanding. You know, when we read things like that, that should settle it for us. You say, you know what? I'm not supposed to understand why God is doing certain things. I'm not supposed to understand. I'm supposed to trust. And I'm supposed to obey. I'm supposed to say, you know, if God, if you're saying it, if, if, you, if you promised it, I know you're going to make it happen. So that's what he's saying. And he doesn't only stop there because God is a God that continues to speak to us if we have ears to listen to him. If we go to Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, look what he says then. Remember, he already told us, lean not on your own understanding. And look what he says now. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. It says in the next verse, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isn't that good right there? Isn't that good that whatever we're thinking down here, God is thinking up here. We might be thinking, oh man, but this job, I wish that I can get a, a, a 50 cent raise. Well, God might be wanting to give you a $5 raise. You know, because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. And he's always there. He always wants what's best for you. And But we have to trust in him. And we have to guard our mind. You know, that, that, ter that term that Paul used there when he says guard is a military term. It's a term that is talking about basically soldiers surrounding your mind to protect it from anything that is not from him coming into your mind. But you know, we have to do a little bit of, a, of work there too. And if you read Romans 12 too, it tells us a little bit about what we need to be doing once we're releasing and once we're resting on God. And look what it says in Romans 12 too. And we're getting ready to close here. But it says, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by what? Renewing of your mind. Your mind cannot keep dwelling on the circumstances. Your mind cannot keep dwelling on the thoughts that keep coming in, the thoughts of fear and anxiety, the thoughts of, of oh my goodness, what's going to happen? No, no, that's past because why? You have released it to God. And he's telling you, renew your mind. And how do we renew our minds? We come back to Philippians. And Philippians 4.8, it tells us exactly. Look what it says there. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Isn't that good right there? 
Isn't that awesome that we can say, hey, no more do I need to struggle to figure out whether the thoughts that are coming in my mind are either from God or from the enemy. No, no, all I have to do is put it through that filter. If what I'm thinking is pure, if what I'm thinking is lovely, if what I'm thinking is honorable, guess what? It came from God. If what I'm thinking is to do good, if what I'm thinking is to honor God, guess what? It came from God. And when we start resting that way, when we start resting on the Lord and realizing, man, I got someone bigger than me, then you know what? Some, we won't lose any more sleep. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not, we'll never be anxious again. That doesn't mean that we'll never be frustrated again. That doesn't mean that we'll never be afraid again. No, because life will continue to go on. But now we have four R words that we can apply, that we can go back to, that we can remember, and that we can say, I'm not going to let my circumstance dictate my attitude. Amen, church? Has this helped anybody here this morning? It's helped me. Let me tell you something. It's been a tough, tough three weeks in my life. But as I've been thinking and rethinking these R words, man, I can stand here today and I can say, my God is awesome. My God is amazing. My God is awesome. And now, now just before we leave, before and we get ready to leave, but as, as we're talking about prayer and as we're saying, you know, it's awesome that we have that tool that we can pray. We're talking about Christians. We're talking about us that have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That tool is available to us. But there might be some of you here in this crowd, in this auditorium, maybe in the overflow, maybe listening by radio, maybe watching on the, on the internet, that you might be saying, well, you know, that's awesome. And I, I don't know if I can even apply that because I do not have that relationship with Jesus, that relationship with that God that you've been talking about. Well, you know what? The most important prayer that you can pray right now today is a prayer to open your heart and let Jesus come inside and let him be your Lord and Savior. And you know what? It's not something difficult. You know why? Because like we celebrated and remember earlier today, he has already done everything. He has already died for our sins. So if you're here today and you're saying, man, I want to get to know that God better. I want to turn everything over to him. I want to be able to apply those R's and I want to be able to do those things. In a few moments, I'm going to give you that opportunity. I'm going to ask everybody to close your eyes and bow your heads. And, and I'm going to count to three. Why am I going to, I'm counting to three because I, I, I want you to really think about what you're getting ready to do you know all of us are sinners the Bible says that all of us are sinners that we are not perfect that at one point or another we did something that messed up but you know what he, it also says that God in his infinite love sent down his son Jesus to die on a cross to take my sin your sin put it on his back go up on a cross die for us go to a grave and three days later he came back to life and because he did that, he opened up a way for you and me to have eternal life with him. But what do we have to do? We have to accept that gift. We have to open our hearts and accept that gift. So when I count to three, if you're here in this auditorium and the overflow, wherever you are, and you say, I want to accept that gift. I want to have that assurance that I am going to spend eternity with him. When I count to three, you raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything foolish. All I'm going to do is say, God bless you, and then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. If you're here today and you're saying, yeah, I want to make sure. I want to make sure I start a relationship with Jesus. All the leaders are praying. Everybody that's on team praying for this moment. This is a holy moment. This is a moment where people are going to come from death to life. 
If you're here and you want to start a relationship with Jesus, the God that created you, when I count to three, you raise your hand. One, Jesus loves you. Two, he died to cleanse you from your sins. Three, if you want to accept and raise your hand right now. Raise your hand if you say yes to Jesus. God bless you here in the middle. Anybody else? God bless you here. I see you. Anybody else on the sides? God bless you here. God bless you back there. Anybody else? God bless you back there. Anybody else? God bless you here in the front. I see you. Anyone else? If you're saying, you know what? I can't do that anymore. On the side. God bless you. God bless you here. I see you, man. Great move. Anybody else? Don't let this moment pass by. You might say, you know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to get some things straightened out because I'm, I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed to, to, to ask Jesus to come in my heart. Let me tell you something. The Bible tells us that today, this moment is the day of salvation. You know, you're here for that reason. God brought you here. You might have gotten invited. You might have drove, uh, even driven into this parking lot. But God brought you here for this reason because today he wants to save you and he wants to change you. So don't let this moment pass you by because the Bible says that Tomorrow is not guaranteed for anybody. So is there anybody else before I lead everybody else in a prayer? Thank you, Lord, for these hands that went up. God bless you. I'll see you. That's awesome. Don't let this day pass by. I remember when, when this invitation was given and I was in a crowd, I remember my heart raising like 100 miles an hour, and I didn't want to raise my hand. But somehow, my hand went up because that was the day that God had appointed for me. So if you raise your hand, I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. It's a repeat after me prayer. It's a prayer where you're just basically telling Jesus that you want him to be your God, your Savior, your Lord. And I'm going to ask the whole church to pray alongside of us. We're family here. We encourage one another. So if you raise your hand, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I open my heart. I invite you inside to be my Lord, to be my King, to be my Savior. Cleanse me from my sins. From today, on, From today on, I choose to follow you, to follow you. All, the days of my life. all the days of my life. I believe in you, and I put my trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give those a hand. Welcome to the family of God. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.